you think about it, how many hours have we done now? I can tell you how many hours the podcast has been on because it tells you on iTunes. That's cool. Oh, like playtime. Uh, yeah, the uh, the where is it? It says, I'm sure it says, I've seen it somewhere. Fifty. There's fifty four hours if everyone was two two hours long, which they are all longer. Hmm. That's like two days of solid. That's good, that. That's a lot of listening. That's a lot of binge. Alright. Alright, then. Right, here we go. Alright, then. Episode 24 of Who Can Convince You? Sorry if uh, Harold started startled you there. So, yeah, sorry. Hello! Fuck. <laughs> How are you? So, you can tell when they've got a oxy swerve on the road. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, God, it's hot. It is this boiling. This is our hottest episode yet. It's hot, hot, hot. Fuck. How have you been? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a good episode last week, didn't we? Hmm? We haven't edited it yet, but we had a good episode last week, didn't we? Mm. Nice. Mm. Had to cut a hell of a lot out. Did we? I hell just, of a lot. Do you know what? Yeah. The other day I was in Lidl. All right. Right. Mm. And I've noticed something. Now Lidl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona iced teas. Are you familiar? Only Lidl and Game sell them, so far as I know. Game? Yeah. Game sells the big... Chunky cans of it. What are you doing? Just rolling my legs up. <laughs> it looks like he's wearing knickers. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on a beach now. You're not on daddy's yacht anymore. You're not on daddy's yacht anymore. That's my line, you fuck. I was in nice tease. Look it up. Anyway, you are in Little. I was in Little, mm. And I noticed that the ping thing to say that the till, they need help at the tills, yeah. sounds exactly... And I'm not making this up. Exactly like a Zabby. No. Honest to God. Have ex- you got a clip? No. But it, honest so to God. just taking your words. Please, everybody, just go to Little. I know it's, sometimes it's crap, but... It's all right, Little. Exactly like a Zabby. Uncanny. So I just wait around for, like... Go there, take something to the till that hasn't got a barcode on it, <laughs> just to hear it. Oh. Take right. something else from a different shop. Aldi. Yeah. Oh. Right. Sorry. I bought this. Like... Senor Cochran. Yeah. From last week's episode. Yeah. Uh, brought something up. About last me. Week. He wasn't. He wasn't sick. He brought up Doctor in Distress. I apologise profusely to everybody, but I wanted to play this for you and get your impressions. So this was a charity single. When Doctor Who was off air in 1985, I think the money from the single went to the Cancer Trust. 
But the aim of the charity, yeah. the aim of the single was to sort of get Doctor Who back. About 5% of the proceeds. For every went 10 to charity, pounds, 2p that, will Four get taxes. So I'm going to play it for you now. <laughs> mm. There's some... Well, I'm not going to say anything anymore. I'm just going to play it for you. Doesn't this sound like something we've done, though? They did a charity event in... Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Right. Who's singing? A load of people. You'll notice some people in a minute. Do you want to drop more stuff? <laughs> Get ready. Can we Get, stop? Look, look at the music video. Watch the music video. Yes, that's Nicola Bryant. Oh. We would like to thank everyone involved for kindly giving their time for a good cause. That's what it says there. Thoughts? We need to make our song shitter. Because that's just trumped all ours. It's... Yeah, we're on that level, I think, aren't we? We're nearly That's there. That's like up there. <laughs> Aww. Well, I think Colin had a lovely time. I'm sure he did. Nicola Bryant yeah. singing as well. Oh. Apparently, she's a great piano player. I don't know. I can't remember where I've got that information from, but you apparently. Just, no, I'm sure. You probably just thought that late at night. Ooh, no, I'm sure really I am. I'm sure I've heard it somewhere. Maybe out of the horse's mouth. Uh, that Not video made me. That video made me tired. It did, didn't it? It put a downer. So I tell you what, let's let's clear that downer yeah. with a quiz. Have you done the quiz? It's your turn. Okay. New format. New format for this week. New format. I have decided to pick the um the the years that our episode the years that our episodes were broadcast. So 1974 and 2013 retrospectively. And I am gonna give you the prices. No, I'm not. I'm going to give you an item of household grocery and I would like you to tell me the price of it then compared to what you think the price of it now is and I'll I'll decide whether I think you get the point or not okay is there any other quiz or no this is it this right. is all I could think of alright so 1974 you've got four items of groceries yep. and general buying things yeah 
I want the price in 1974 and what you think the price is now. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I like this quiz. Item A. A pint of milk. In 1977. No. In 1976. No. In Nearly 1974. There. Yes. I reckon a pint of milk costed. Costed. Dead airs. 50p. 50p. Okay. How much do you reckon a pint of milk is in 2013? That's one of those things you never even look at the price because you just need milk. Well, I'm judging by your guess that you've never bought milk. So, go on. In 1974, I will change that to 20p. Okay. 20p. Okay. 20 pence. Pence. (laughs) 20 pence. So go on, 2013, how much is a price of milk? A pint of milk? Um, oh, the big cartons aren't... No, that's not a pint. Yeah. A pint of milk tends to be the smaller carton, like the oh, little... Oh, is, is that a pint? I'd say so, that's close to a pint, isn't it? Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, they're like 70 RP, aren't they? Okay, well, I'm, I'm not telling you. I don't know. I'm going to give you the answers as we yeah, go. I bought one of them. So you said in 1974... 20p? 5? 25 pence? No, 5p. 5 pence? Yeah. Okay. And in 2013? 70. Okay. 80. Yeah. Okay. In 1974, you were horrendously close. Alright. 4.5p. 2013? 55p. Oh, okay. That's not bad. I'll give you that one. You know, usually the staff. Have you seen um, when Bill Gates goes on Ellen? Goes on Ellen. No. Good. Oh, is he completely out of touch? Yeah. Brilliant. Item B or two is a gallon of petrol. I'm really bad with gallons and millimeters and stuff like that. Um, well, a gallon is four and a half liters. That's not a lot. It's a. Uh, um, oh Christ! A little lawnmower sized, right? Um, I reckon thing. Uh, can I do modern day first? Feel free. Feel I free. reckon fifteen pounds to fill. Fuck me! What? Okay. To fill a to fill a five litre tub. I thought you, it was lawnmower size. Yeah. A tank and a lawnmower. Well, no. I mean, I mean. You know, oh, do you the, know the little the, cans, the little cans, the jerry cans. Well, not a, not a jerry can. I just spat right into the filter. Eight hundred quid. You know, the <laughs> a jerry can is usually twenty five liters, twenty twenty five liters, and that's not right because <laughs> that would be four gallons. Four gallons. One gallon. Mm. Four and a half liters. Mm. So I mean, the little plastic lawnmower. Keep it in your shed. Yeah. One of those. Twenty quid. Okay. Price back then. Five pounds. Okay, should we see how you did for that one? Two pounds. Should what? We see? Two pounds. You're gonna go two pounds. two pounds. What was your modern day price for a gallon of petrol? Twenty pounds. Does Daddy pay for your fuel? No. Because it's five pound forty-five. Oh, for that? Yes. Back then, maybe it's just a garage I go to. Maybe. Fucking hell. <laughs> Here he comes. Put the prices <laughs> up. In 1974, a gallon of petrol would have cost you. Brace yourselves, everybody. Two pounds. Fifty p. Wow. 
Yeah, but not really. It'd be the equivalent amount of money, though. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's only cost it now. Oh, things are bad, my friend. A large... Oh, sorry. Item three or C. No, a large loaf of bread. A large loaf of bread. Sliced. I'm sure it's like two pounds something now. Is it? I don't know. See, I didn't buy my things from M&S, so I wouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that the battle brings it all in and puts it away. <laughs> Before I even get to see any receipts We don't, we don't bother with the receipts because Daddy doesn't care about the VAT. Um, sure. One pound seventy-five is a loaf of bread nowadays. Okay. One pound seventy-five back in the day. Three p. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was. It was similar to the milk, so it would have been about three and a half pence. Okay. Nowadays, two thousand and thirteen. Anyway, one pound thirty-seven for a large so standard it's loaf. Why couldn't you just do field research yourself? What do you mean field research? Go to the shop and have a look how much bread is. There's a global pandemic on, Luke. Um, how dare you? Back then, that's three pence. Fourteen <laughs> pence. <laughs> Fourteen pence. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think back is only a bad fool. Fourteen pence. So out of touch. Um, items D or mm, four. This is the last one. Is, is there a part two to this quiz? No. Oh, that's really, 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 really such Good. a shame. Item four or D. Yes, because it's the same years as our stories. Item four or D is a first-class stamp. Please bear in mind, this is a letter stamp, so as if you were sending a, a card, not a parcel stamp, because it's more. Mm. I'm sure it's like £1-something. £1.50? First-class? One pound twenty. I'm gonna go one pound twenty. Okay. Nowadays, back in the day, you talk about mm, two pence. Two pence. Five pence. Okay. Five pence back in the day. All right then. Modern day price of a first class stamp: seventy-five penny. Mm, penny. <laughs> seventy-five penny. <laughs> first class stamp back then: two p. I nail on head then. Two p. I said two p. Well, there you go. Well done, you. I think. Um, that's the quiz done null and void all in fair warm done can, you have, can I just can you just ask a Doctor Who question can I ask you a Doctor Who question yeah just one um, what is the name of the female character in your story this week Emma nice <laughs> that's it you've won the quiz Emma Grayling. Hey, I'm Emma Grayling. I, I talk with my eyes. Oh, she's great. <laughs> um, right. Talk with my me. eyes. Um, are we ready to start then? Right. Woof to you two. This week, we're going to be looking at Death to the Daleks and Hide 
you bored? Oh, no shame. I'm right. really excited to get this done. Oh, oh things to do. <laughs> Starving as well. I've got an Indian waiting for me when I go. Have you? Mm. What have you ordered? I get the usual chips. Yeah, they're very Indian. <laughs> French fries, sausage. <laughs> um, key my nan. You're no. going to key your nan? No. Right. Chips, pashwami nan. Do you know what nan is? I do know what a nan bread is. Do you know what pashwami is? No idea. Coconut. Right. Oh, love it. No. Um, no go. Coconut rice. Right. Um, and I don't know what the curry is. Is, is it, I, I don't like spicy curries. Mm. I don't mind spicy curries. To be honest, I'm actually in the mood for a spicy curry tonight. Are you? But I'm, I haven't got one. No. <laughs> I've got a keema. No. No, you haven't, have That's you? meat. Pashwami. No. no. <laughs> Korma. It's like Korma. But calmer. Hotter. Hotter. It's Warmer. not really hot. What's the other one? There's I don't Korma know. There's another one. Madras. That's hot. I don't know me curries. I'm sorry. You don't like curry, do you? I tried a Korma. Is a Korma the one that doesn't really taste of anything? Korma is the creamy one. I had that. Nice Korma. <sighs> I enjoyed it, mm. but by the time I'd had, I'd got about halfway. Mm. The coconut taste, fucking hell! I thought I'd turn into a coconut. It was so milky, spice, mm. and me. We don't go hand in hand, only because, to me, spice. Yeah. Get it out. Is um, <laughs> <laughs> spice is a little bit too challenging of an eat yeah. eating. I don't want to be like, oh fuck, I don't know this is hot. I can't believe. I just want to eat my tea and be done with it. I yeah. don't want a challenge. Mm. So it's it's a no go area for me. Right, you've suffered from nasty acid reflux recently. Do you know what you? horrendous mm. acid reflux? I've tried everything. Oh, Rennie's. Is this really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rennie's, uh, uh, Gaviscon, even morphine. And it's not shifting? No. Not morphine. <laughs> Just zoned even out. Even cocaine. E- even cocaine. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> even cocaine. Even cocaine. <laughs> Cannabis. So... I just, for the life of me, can't shift the bar. I can't shift it. Snuff, snuff, snuff. Anyway, should we start with your story this week? All right. I'm going to start with my story this week. I'm glad. Because I'm better than you. Good evening. Hello, good evening. Let's slow things down, like this episode. Getting a bit sweaty now because of this. The story title is Hide. It was a part of season seven. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, my God. The jaw <laughs> Nearly got craw- jaw-, craw-, <laughs> jaw cramp, not crawl jump. My dad says that when he was little, his jaw locked constantly. He's like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he was like that for hours. Like a sex dolly. Uh, so it's episode nine of season seven. It aired on the 20th of April, 2013. Where were you that day? Neil, uh, writer was uh, Neil Cross, um, who wrote 
Oh, we wrote the uh, finale. Season... Yeah, whoa, Christ. Um, director was James... Oh, Neil actually wrote uh, and created Luther as well, if you know that one. But mm. Idris Elba. Idris. Tinyown Idris. Uh, the... I do. Doing happiness. Is that how Idris Elba speaks? Yes. Is it? Oh, blind. Director was uh, Jamie Payne. Nice. Um, so he did hide in the time of the Doctor. That's... What's that one? That's the 50th, though, isn't it? Hmm. No, the director did Time of the Doctor, which is the Series 7 finale. Because the writer was Moffat. Oh. What did Neil Cross do? Rings of Akaton. Who wrote, Who are we on about now? The writer. Neil. He's written this and the Rings of Akaton. Rings of Akaton is... Um, oh, the one with the singing girl. Uh, I like the song in that. I like the girl singing. Dancing bears. Can you remember painted it? Painted wings. Can you remember No, that's it? not from that. Oh, shit. That's from uh, Rapunzel. What's the song? What's the episode called? What's the episode Rings called? Rings of Akaton. The long song. Performed by Amelia Jones and the BBC. Uh, from the Doctor Who episode. The fucking hell, that's a bad photo thing. Poster. Dum dum. Dum dum. Dum dum. Can I just anyway, say, fucking yeah. love that scene. Do you? Yeah, I really like the song as well. No, no, you're all right. You're all right. You're doing okay. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, so the who wrote that? So that was written by Neil Cross, who also wrote my episode. Um, oh, Christ. <laughs> Have we started? The producer you? was Marcus Wilson. Um, and oh, the, I do first names. The producer was Mark, um, and not Mark. Not Mark. Not our Marcus. Mark. And the music was our beautiful Lord Saviour. <laughs> <laughs> We need to do a song dedicated to Maury one day. Do we? Synopsi. Hi. Clara and Elizabeth. No. <laughs> First bit. Clap, no. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> Synopsis. Clara and the 11th Doctor arrive at the haunted Caliburn house, set alone on a desolate moor. <laughs> Within its walls, a ghost-haunting professor and a gifted empathetic psychic are searching for the... Witch of the Well. Her apparition... You appe- said empathetic. Empathetic. Empathic. <laughs> Empathic psychic are searching for the Witch of the Well. Witch of the Well. Her apparition appears throughout the history of the building, but is she really a ghost? Well, if you're asking that question, then no. no. And wh- what is chasing he? I must have cut out the bit. I'm guessing it's her. Yeah. Hey. So, um... Hey. Here we are. Did you like it? Yeah. What did you like about it? I've, I've actually written some notes. Right. I absolutely love the beginning. 1970s aesthetic. Aesthetic. Can I finish? I absolutely 
love the beginning until about halfway through. Right. It loses me mm. when we get the crunkly slender so. man monster thing. Oh, right. okay. Crap. Oh. Crap. Pointless. There's enough interest for me in the story yeah. with just the girl. Right. Emma. No. The, oh, the, the, ta- the lost time traveller. The lost time traveller. The ghost Which thing I is think enough. Is a better title, but gives a lot away. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I I see zero point in the monster. Hmm. Only because it doesn't do anything. It's just there to add a bit more to the, oh, look, everybody's in love. Ah. At the end. Ah. But other than that, I thought it was great. Oh, shit. I didn't like Matt Smith at all. Going to put that lame card out on the table straight away. Shame. Um, Shame. I think Jenna Coleman is incredible. Mm. You just want to give her a hug, don't you? Not particularly. I think Go Jessica within yeah, Jessica Rainey. Yeah. I need a Rainey as well. <laughs> is incredible. She's great. She's got one of those faces though. She's, she's gone in that movie. An adventure in, in time, time and space. space. She is. She plays. Um, I think she didn't quite leave her role though. It seems she plays one thing. <laughs> no, she's in the 70s and what she was in the 60s then. She was yeah, she's yeah, playing yeah. an old time. She plays way. Verity Lambert, doesn't she, in yeah. the um, Adventure in Time and Space? But she's, um, I think she's great in this. She is. She's got one. And, of the... and uh, p- the professor. Yeah. I think he's he's okay. He didn't blow me away. He didn't blow me off. Or... He didn't suck. He, um... he didn't suck the joy out of me. <sighs> There's a few... We'll we'll get into it. I thought she was great. I thought Clara was great. I really liked the fact it wasn't a ghost, but... No, that's that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. All right. I really liked the whole ghost story thing of it. I just wish it was a ghost. But I wasn't too disappointed when it turns out to be the time uh, traveller stuck thing. But all of the Slender Man, creaky monster thing, crap. Right. Crap. Right. I want to convince you otherwise. Okay. Um, what did you think? I. This is the reason why I don't just convert to just watch an old who and scrap new who. Okay. Because of moments like these, where you get like one, two, or three Days episodes. Days like these, I feel like I could change the world. <laughs> Aye. Hey. So it's, it's episodes like these in each series where it's like, right, that's why I do new who. Right. And you do old. Because it's great. Okay. It's great. You got some slither of classic Doctor Who in there. Oh. Not Slitheen. Yeah. Um Campy where it needs to be. Yeah. Bit heartfelt where it needs to be. I think Matt you put good in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
Don't do a gunshot. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm with no no sound effects this week. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. No. Come on. We're serious here. I think Matt is lovely in this. He's not overboard. He knows. You know. He's genuinely funny. I think. Okay. I reckon. Especially at the beginning. Where he's looked at all the 1970s things. Do you want to read my first line of my notes? Yeah. Absolutely love the beginning. The humour is pathetic. Eye rolling. Matt, please stop. I wrote a note saying that <laughs> the humour actually lands this time. I don't think it does. Oh, I think it does. It's very... It's too... It's too trying to be funny for me. No, I think it's it's just a bit of... Bit of a, <laughs> like that. Like it knows it's just it's aiming for that. It's not aiming for that. <laughs> it's aiming for the. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'm not in. I'm not on board with that. Okay. It's just it's not. That's fine. I I just think most of the time in New it doesn't work and it's just cringy. Yeah, I think. But they do it this time. I think it's what it, it's done well. Well done, Neil. For the seriousness of what the story is, yeah, I would have liked to have seen very little of this sort of humour. There is that. It takes me straight out. Well, uh, we'll get to that because I do. Uh, it's, it's a weird dichotomy, really. <laughs> I've got one big word written in capital letters What's as that? well. What? That's about three quarters of the way through. Yeah, I... big capital letters, one word. See if you can guess what it is when you get to it. Okay. Act one. <laughs> Are we? Palmer and his assistant Emma are messing around with ghosts. Then Matt comes in with Clara. They take some sneaky photos and search the house for the ghost. But are they really alone? Doesn't really. I just said they're not. Palmer and Emma flirt, and the ghost is said to be associated with the witch of the well. Matt and Clara get scared. Back to the end. What? Matt and Clara get scared, so they go back to the entrance and they see a big circle disc uh, thing and a woman screaming for help inside. Help! Help! (laughs) Help! (laughs) Help me is written on the wall before disappearing. Bloody hell, that's a big chunk of the story taken up there, isn't it? What do you mean? With your act one. That is act one. Yeah, no, I just felt there's a big chunk there. That was quite meaty, that was. Thick, dense. I, I like how uh, this episode in particular is very easy to split up into acts. I love that there's not a million people in this story. It's... Oh. What is there? A cast of... Four. Five. Eight? No. Five. Uh, six with the monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. 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 Stand corrected. Um... At the uh, beginning, you see Clara and a doctor being companions. Classic dot two. What's this here? What's this there? Mm. Then they split up, and Clara goes with Emma. Yep. Doc with. Can I just say Palmer? I don't think we've got to it yet. I can't think which yeah. at which point it gets to. No, no, There's no. There's a scene with Clara and Emma. Yep. Um, it might be actually after they've opened the rift for the first time or something. Right. And Clara, Do you think he loves me? That one. Well, Clara says, of you, you know. Was Oh, I, I thought she, she was saying, have you bled yet? Pardon? <laughs> that was a pardon? <laughs> have you bled? Oh, yeah, I hated that. That's yeah, Moffat, I... that is. It must be. 
I getting a little bit about me seeing Clara do the dirty. Wait, Clara didn't do no, that with a hand, did she? Have you, you ever thought going that way? <laughs> <laughs> it's bent. <laughs> yeah, the, well, I don't mind it because it's not just a throwaway. Why are you putting that in? Because it's it links to the end, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like but it's we, all about loving monsters. We had that. This we had episode enough should have been called loving monsters. God. We had enough of the hints that they fancied each other. Yeah, yeah. From the get, we don't really need Clara to say, "Have you done it?" No, but it seems like a genuine scene because you would ask that, though. Would you? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. To I have never ever asked anybody anything like no, that. No, neither have I. But it seems like something you do. Wait, it it just seems. Have you ever? She doesn't do that hand signal. <laughs> You ever, you know, you know, talked him off? Oh, Christ. Professor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Professor. <laughs> oh, God. Kill me. Keep yeah, going. I don't, I, I, I didn't mind that. Oh, well. I thought it was uh, quite a, a Clara thing to do. Bitch. Cow. I love Clara. I love Clara. She's when she great. has a little row with herself outside the TARDIS. Yeah. Cow. Stupid cow. But I like, I like Clara. Nay. She's great. Love Clara. Nay. Please stay. Like. Please stay. Oh, wait. No, she ran off with me. And she'll come back. Ah, not me. Ed Shielder. Who? May. Maisie. Fuck Capaldi. Right. Um... What do we think about the scary vibe? What do we think? What we think in the setting? Incredible. Beautiful. Unbelievably good set dressing. Mm -hmm. When we first walk into the room and we've got all of that equipment set out on the desk, looks orgasmic. <laughs> oh, it does, doesn't it? It looks great. Yeah. I think the, the bit that really works as well is the 70s setting. Mm. Because you've got I all love that... I love it there. Yeah. You've got all that beigey... 70s mm. vibe but when with that green backlit screeny yeah. stuff yeah it just screams yes lap it up there yeah <laughs> although i did nearly put my foot through the screen when the doctor walks in and he's like fiddling with the knobs and like play, oh, oh i really like it please play it straight please play it straight Oh, God. But it was okay. No, I, I really like Matt in this. I like how the story could... You could Cut. put any Doctor in this story and it'd work. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? I don't think you could put anybody in it, but... Yeah. You could see Sylvester McCoy in this. <laughs> I can't see him in anything. Colin Baker, you could see him yeah. in this. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's Pertwee. It screams yeah. Pertwee. No, not this one. Not enough action. This Not one, enough action? No. This one screams um, Troughton. No, it's, it, nothing happens. This one screams... Nothing happens. We've run out. Tell this you one... <laughs> yeah, I think the setting is great. Tom Baker. Because he'd ask that question with the Emma. Have you? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> Have you ever? Oh, <laughs> 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 Um... But yeah, I think the setting is excellent. Um, the house is great. Oh, 
but the thing is, if you're going to do a ghost story, yep. you've got to do it in a big house, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's expected. You touched on the colours, though. Yeah. Beautiful. So we've got beiges and browns. Mm. Um, and I especially house. like her jumper. And when they're in the pocket universe, you got like a it's it's like a grey blue. It's nice. Um, yeah. What? I, I'm not into that at all. Oh, I like it. It that really takes it out of it for me. I don't know but why. Accenting it, these colours, if you have a look, uh, accenting these colours, you've got big glowy lights. Yeah, like when you look out of um, one of the windows of the house, mm-hmm. really bright. Um, like in the room, you got a green glow. You got uh, light from the candles. Yeah, I like that. It, it brings in more of that ethereal look to it. He's like a like new ghosts, word, everybody. Like ghosts and stuff. Oh, it's beautiful. Ghosts. It's beautiful. Production design. Well, how? Oh, great. Well done. Yeah, it's great. Uh, can I can I say I do really really like this story. Mummy, um, mummy, but the negative <laughs> things. Say, the negative things, yeah, are just the things that always annoy me. So I'm only bringing them up because it's just the the standard things that just piss me off that every time. Don't need to be there. Otherwise, it'd be great. Matt Smith doesn't need to be there. <laughs> Capaldi would have been good for this. The thing Capaldi is, would have been good yeah, for this. The thing is with Matt Smith, he's fine, and I think we said this. We had this conversation with Mark, didn't we, in last week's episode about Matt Smith, that he's a child stuck in an adult's body. He just... Not my words. Okay. He just doesn't have the... Spunk. I don't know what it is. The seriousness doesn't come across for me. No. And can I say, I don't mean to be thing, and I feel I can say this as, as one of those... He's really ugly in this. As one of those. As a fellow. As a fellow ugly. <laughs> oh, Harold. That website said you were a seven. What website? Did the one where like you turn the camera on, it'll rate what how attractive you are. Should we do it now? No. Oh. Oh my god, no. Um Well, that's very kind of the uh website to say. Wonder what did it say, uh, Matt? Place face here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's just... Uh, it's not reading. Yeah, there's just some things... I don't like Matt and Clara. Yeah. They don't work I well think they for me. do. I do prefer with um, Capaldi. When she's on her own, though, or with another character, she's absolutely excellent. Mm. She's great. She's so good. And I remember that at the time... She's better with a serious doctor, but yeah. I think they do work as well, Matt and Clara. To a point. To a point. What point's that? You try uh, and place it. They're well... I think they do well when it's serious, yeah. although I don't think Matt Smith does as well with the serious stuff. But when he's being funny and I she think, plays up to it, yeah. that's the bit where it's like Rose and David Tennant for me. I think of Matt like Willy Wonka. Uh, because classic Willy. Classic Willy. Classic Willy. Um, because he's always got, you know, he's always quite silly and doesn't take anything too seriously, but there's an undertone of serious, seriousness in there. Honestly, I really don't think he does the serious stuff well. 
I've never. He doesn't that. like full on do serious, but he's he's got the that undertone of. Come on now, you know what I mean. Yeah, anyway, I don't I, know what, do you want I, act two? Go on then. Go. On. Palmer reveals to Matt that he. I refer to Matt as Matt. You know the doc as Matt when it's yeah. Matt. Okay. Act, act two. two. Palmer reveals to Matt that he was a soldier and has killed. Um, Emma reveals to Clara that she wants some Professor D. Clara and the Doc decides to take pics through time of the same location, the house, to see when the ghost is in the timeline. Mm. Bit of a jump there, Matt. Bit of a jump, you know, to that conclusion, but you've you probably you've seen this shit before. Uh, Clara has a meltdown after seeing the Earth die. Love it. That's great. Say if Pond did that, you think, oh, just moaning. Moan, moan, moan. Yeah. Clara, Clara does, does moan a lot, though. I know, but... But I think Jenna Coleman, she's just so fair. good. Like, I believe Clara when she's like that. I don't. I think it's a bit pathetic. Really? But... Really? <sighs> if you saw the end of time, and, like, this guy's just, like, seeing yeah, it's it all. ages away, isn't it? I suppose that's Not a bit him, like... I, I think that's a bit like the boomer thing of, like, well, what? Global warming? Well, that's years away. Yeah. But... Clara's got an aspiring mind. Oh, I really like that. Yeah, and it shows some... Uh, I really like how they stick to Clara's character as well. It shows some... Uh, little, Do they? Oh, yeah. Because this shows some like little greens, little sprinkles of like Clara standing for something. Mm. She's putting her foot down. What she does in at uh, the end of uh, that one Capaldi episode, listen. Mm. It's like, you know what? Fuck off. You've done this shit before. Yeah. I like it. Sh- I- for me, sometimes she does come across like um, a bit like Tegan in the way that she sort of she doesn't really want to be there, but she does not want to be there. She does, but she's just got other priorities. Oh, she needs to sort it out. The doc discovers that the ghost is actually a trap time traveler, Hilla Takorian, who has <laughs> who has crash landed in a pocket universe for three minutes. Matt asks if Emma can help bring her back with her magic mind. Entropy would cause the TARDIS to malfunction when it travels into the pocket universe, so this is the only option. Mm. Emma straps on and open and opens a wormhole from the disc thing we saw before. Matt climbs through and ends up in a forest. He finds Hiller and they find an echo house of the house. Uh, brought to you by Emma. Thanks, Emma. The monster is closely behind them and chases them uh, to the house, and they are locked in. Once the wormhole opens at the Echo House, Hilla goes through, but the dock is left behind because of Emma. She's weak as fuck. Mm. Yeah. So this is where there's a parting of ways for you, isn't there? Yes. It was good. This is the sort of... What do we think of the monster? I've just seen a photo of Jenna Coleman. Go on, let me see. She's going, ooh. I think she's watching the tennis. In a lovely blue knit, uh, blue, blue checkered number. Why have you got Jenna Coleman up on you? It's just on Twitter. Somebody's just shared it now. Anyway. <laughs> so we're not a fan of the monster. I really don't see the point. I don't like the scenes of it crackling in the background. Oh, I thought it was great. It's just... 
Is it not scary? No. no. The scariest bit for me was the house, the house, the house. They're looking out of the window and you see the oh, girl the next to it. Yeah, Fuck flash. me. Yeah. Horrible. But it does these things like that. Uh uses the background a lot, this episode. Um, yeah. One of my favourites is, uh, I think it's during the beginning, where Matt and Clara's like going through the house and they leave. Uh, I think it's when they, when Clara thinks that the dog's holding her hand mm. and he's not, then they go. There's like a monster in the shadows behind them. You just see it for a split second. Yeah. We talked about that with uh, Mark last week. Our, uh, it leaves a writhing? lot. Yeah. Leaves a lot to the imagination. And the monsters per minute isn't a lot in this. Isn't a lot. However, it, because it's a ghost and this monster's lurking around you in the shadows, it's almost like it's always there. It's great. Great. Really, really like it. Not a fan of the music in this. It's okay. I think it detracts a lot from this episode. It's like uh, when they decide to go to the, to the TARDIS, Matt and uh, Clara, yeah, to go take photos. Gun, gun, gun. No, it's similar. <laughs> it's like really heroic. Like what's happening? Yeah, I'd, it didn't feel in the way to me because I didn't really notice it, which is odd. Because I'm usually yeah. looking for Punchbag Murray. And it's odd for me because I usually don't notice it. Yeah. Oh, I noticed the music in yours. Did you? Um, yeah, so... You don't know what to say, do you? It was okay. Right. It was okay. Right. Um, it's scary how much that Murray Gold looks like Darren Brown. I've never seen a picture of him. Of Murray Gold? Yeah. Oh, is that him? Yeah. That is not who I expected. But yeah, the music, it's okay. Nothing more, nothing less. I love the, the design of the monster. It's disgusting. I think it's great. Shuffling around the forest. I don't think it's that good. Especially at yeah. the end, you know where at the end is where a lot of this episode falls off for me. Oh, yeah, when he when Matt goes out. back to get the other one, he's like, "It's all right, I'll take you to the other Ooh. one," and his head's just there. Yeah, but then you you know you get a little shot of the the what the monster that's trapped in the house, and it just like lings in the window for a second and darts away. Yeah, they're the best bits of this monster when he's fist fight when Matt's fist fighting the monster at the end near the end. Awful. Really, really bad. I really don't want to see that. Because especially when they, you know that they built uh, this monster as well. Yeah. Uh, they know how but to utilise it. But he's a person it. in a suit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they know how to utilise it. Um, I just love how it like shifts through the forest. And the edit that's done on it. Um, how they keep a lot of it in the dark as well. Because when you start seeing it in broad daylight, like you do at the end, it yeah. starts to look shit. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't like like the little slender hider thing. Oh, I it's love it. I just, it suits I, the story as well because it's like ghosts. I just haunted forest. I think it's completely pointless. Yeah, there is that though. Completely. I don't know why. It it's has there. nothing to do with anything. Not really. And it has no threat because it just wants to be with its friends. We don't know that until the end. Yeah, but it's just like oh, it's scary, but it just wants a shag. Hmm. Right. Well, it does serve a point because it adds a bit of tension there because that lost tra- time travel is just sitting there, really, isn't, isn't she? Just waiting. There's yeah, no but you, right. could, you could have just, 
you could explain away the bits in the it's house slowly collapsing. Yeah, that's about that. yeah. Just it's figures. Yeah. I don't know. The I can imagine dreadful as well. It doesn't look dreadful. It doesn't look dreadful. Everybody's eye line is different as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, please yeah. just say, look right there at that ball. Let's look in a different direction. Speaking of bad eye lines, my episodes got a few of them. I'm not good at capturing eye lines. See, I think I made the mistake of a few months ago, I spotted eye lines being weird with CGI. Mm. And then we watched an episode where I think Clara spoke to herself or Amy spoke to herself. Somebody did hmm. in New Who. And it was bang on. It was amazing. Really? Yeah. Because we both commented on it. You couldn't see any split screen at yeah. all. Oh, yeah. What yeah. was that? I only listened to the first half of that sentence because I was listening to the gong going outside and all the dogs <laughs> going mad. <laughs> So that's ten o'clock. Um but yeah, since then I've been What character was it? It was a companion, I'm sure. And there's two of them. And like, holy shit. Well it was like Clara speaking to Clara or something. Oh yeah. And we both were like amazing. It might have even been old who. I think it was. Yeah, it was old who. It's not new who. And we were like That's really good. Yeah. I know exactly what it was. Mummy? It was Nissa in the Black Orchid. There we are. Nissa in Black Orchid. The eye line, impeccable. Impeccable, Sarah Sutton. Impeccable. Just shows, isn't it? What Just happens if you try. If you try. Um, Go and listen to Strangers in Space or something else. That's what, what happens when you try. You get a good podcast. Oh. Um, anyway... I love the sound direction, especially in the forest. Yeah. Sound design's all right. Um, I think we're just on to Act 3 now. Yeah. Well, what do we think of uh, Death of Time Traveller? She doesn't like two seconds. She doesn't do anything. Do anything. No. no. Um, Does she the say idea anything? Of it? I love the idea of it. Excellent. It is really cool, isn't it? Excellent. It's utilising the time travel. And stuff. I love how Matt Smith's era does this. It's it utilises yeah. time travel so well. A bit of a cop-out where they say the ca- the TARDIS can't go there. It kind of makes sense. But it goes there. Yeah, but it can't come back. That's why it didn't take the TARDIS in the first place. Yeah, but they went there. I know. Twice. No. Yes. In the TARDIS? Yeah. No. Yes. No, they didn't. Once. Twice. When? At the end when Matt goes back to get the other one. And then they get the TARDIS to bring him back again at the end. Twice it goes there. Yeah, it can, but it just can't get out of there. Well, how did it get back? Because she opened the portal with her empath- empathetic mind. I don't know what it's, the word is. Right. Okay. Because he asked, oh, I just want more, one more favour, doesn't he? So they got the TARDIS through that hole. Is that what we're saying? The hole expands. We saw that the first time we saw it. Yeah. So you can fit the TARDIS in. Okay. Um, and Matt, at the end, asked Emma for one more favour to oh, go back just, there. Okay, and Clara managed to pilot the TARDIS the first time through that gap? I don't know if that's how the TARDIS works. I think you just put coordinates in and it'll sort itself out. Well, how does she know what... The... Anyway. Because she was speaking to the TARDIS and the TARDIS knows where the Doctor is. Just leave it in the house. Just leave it set in the house. 
Don't need a finalist. I, I, if I wrote or directed this, I would have liked to change one. If I could make one amendment, I'd make a few, but if I had to make one, I would like um, just for it to sink in. Joe when the time traveler goes, yeah, and Matt's left alone. I mm. want that to sink in. Like fuck, how the hell is he gonna get out now? I saw, you know what? I saw one thing coming. This Go is on. probably the main thing I get rid of. I'll I'll sacrifice getting rid of the slender man thing. Yeah, and I'll keep that in. Yeah, as long as I can get rid of one thing. Go. So. When Matt goes to the TARDIS mm. and starts fiddling about and he runs a wire yeah, over yeah, yeah. to the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he mispronounces Metabelius 3 several times by Metabolus 3. That's annoying. I don't know what that is, but it's, it's the, You know the blue crystal he makes a big point of? Yeah. That's a big pertwee thing. Yeah. All the way through his run. It's like yeah. Metabelius 3, Metabelius 3. I need to go is and get a crystal. Is it in your episode? No. That's a different element, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's a big part of the end of this that season. Yeah, um, his last. Very much. Unfortunately, so. unfortunately, um, yeah, Metabelius three, not Metabolus three. Is that the only thing you want to change? No. Okay. When he wires everybody up to open up the portal, yeah, I when they started saying he was going to lower himself in and dugger da dugger da da. Here comes my big word. Geronimo. Yeah. Fuck. Right off. He was in uh, Big Bang as well. When he texts it, doesn't he? Texts it to River. Oh, that was your all in capitals. Yeah. Geronimo. <sighs> Gotta have a catchphrase. Well, you don't need to have a catchphrase. No, you don't. Phrase. You don't. I don't like it. Oh, it's such a blunt one. You know, everybody says that uh, Pertwee's catchphrase was reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. Okay. Not really. Good he says it like... That. It would be good. Yeah. But... He only says it a few times. Yeah. It's not as... Like, what was David Tennant's? Tennant's. Tennant's. <laughs> Alonzi, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, that was it, really. Well, uh, and then, yeah, he gets Geronimo. Oh, God. I don't know what Peter gets. As he was buckling up, yeah. I thought it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. This could be good. He's not going to do he it, is he? He looks at the camera, doesn't he? He says, Geronimo. Geronimo, Harry. <laughs> Jumps. At you. Yeah. Geronimo, Harry. Geronimo, Harry. Boof. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I see what you mean by uh, what he looks like, though. How does he look so weird? Strange. Isn't, isn't it? it very strange? It's strange how... Uh, okay, in it's some strange how he's got a career. No, in some instances, like this picture uh, from Tarswicky, he does look ugly. All right, um, but I, find, I I know that he's not ugly though. I know a lot of people who find him very attractive yeah. as well. Like he's not ugly, but he has a f- he has a face that is prone to being really really ugly. He it's looks so strange. You know the emoji of a skull. Where the top bit's All quite right. big and then the jaw's right. small. All it's like right. somebody put skin on that. All right. Um, Here's Matt. <laughs> well, I think Matt looks lovely and he's probably another uh, five points ahead of me. He's a Tory as well. Act three. We've already sort of talked about this. But, Sorry. Uh, Clara decides to take the TARDIS to the pocket universe and has a right bitchy fight with the, with the TARDIS. Uh, the Doc is still trying to get away from the monster. Clara pulls through and saves the Doc after he has a fist fight with the monster. Emma uses her mod. No, Emma uses her magic to bring the TARDIS back. In the morn, the Doc reveals that they were seeking out Emma. 
not the ghost, to find out more about Clara. I like that twist. That's a cool twist. Every lonely monster needs a companion, so the doc realizes that the monster was just look that this did not need to be in there. That the monster was just looking for their better half, who is trapped in the Echo House. The doc returns to the monster and reunites them. All is well. That didn't need to be in there. Mm. Didn't need to be in there. No. It doesn't, I don't think, detracts much. And yeah, no, so I think it does. The scariness of the monster's gone. Yeah. It, uh, it shouldn't just, have been in there in the first place. Yeah. I've said it, I've said it, I've said All it. All right. I just... Ooh. Aye. The first half of this story is unbelievably good. Yeah. And then it just gets a bit... How can we get... How can we write this out? Can you, uh, can you appreciate how they dealt with the monster, though? Throughout um, most of the episode. Yeah, yeah. It's done really well. It is done well. It serves no purpose, but every time we see it, I see exactly what they were trying to do. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they're going for that sort of... I can't do it. Um, Conjuring-y vibes of, like, there's something there, but you can't quite see it. Very good way of doing horror. Yeah. And they did it. They did it. But then... They actually did it, though. They turn all the lights on yeah. and go, poof. Yeah. Here it is. Dun, 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 dun. I can't remember the theme tune. Uh, it's just... Yeah. And then the cop out at the end of, oh, he wasn't angry. It wasn't going to kill you. I think it was. It's just angry because it wants its mate. Oh. Because everything does it. Everybody does it. Oh, I fucking hate that line. I hate that line. It's the one line in this and Geronimo. Fuck off. Fuck off. Even for the... Yeah, was it? Even in fl- even Fleas? Even Fleas do it. Right. It's a song. Right. Uh, I think that's it, though, really. I'm going to go green. I'm going to go green. Holy shit. Really? Yeah, I'll go green. That's lovely. The beginning over overpowered the end yeah. for me. But it's just one of the... After I've watched it, I think, God, that was good. Yeah. But then as I'm watching it, and I get over halfway... Yeah. Yeah, but looking back, it is a good story though. Yeah, it's good. It is, it good, is good. I, I sort of, I just ignore the bits that I don't like. Fair. But I thought it was good. It was great. Oh, yeah, it was okay. great. All greens. Clara, Jessica, superb, superb. I would have loved to see Jessica Rainey as a companion. Yes. Excellent. With Peter. With Peter. Ooh. She's got this way of acting, though, that makes her a bit... I don't mean this to sound horrible. A bit doe-eyed. It's the 70s, though. Well, she's just a bit like that. We've only seen her act those two mm. roles. Or I have, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has been in something... I have seen her in something else. I think she's been in, like, a crime I, thing. I know... Um, I think I know the scene you're on about. It's at the beginning where she gets scared by the ghost trying to help. Yeah. Trying to ask for help. And she, like, goes to the professor and says, Oh! Proper 70s. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It is great. She knows what she's doing. But, yeah. Thumbs up. I'd go thumbs up for me. For that one. <laughs> uh, thumbs up. Green all round. Nice. Right. Should we move on? Well, there's been a shift in mood, isn't there? There has. Right. We've gone from major to minor. Not technically a mode, 
but uh, that's what it is on uh, my game. Is it mm-hmm. changing modes? <laughs> what are they called, majors and minors? It's just the key center, really. Do you want to go tell them that? Then? Yeah, modes tend to be a bit more. If you're in, say, you're in the key of C, you got your Ionian. It, yeah. Anyway. So maybe mode ref, mode refers to key. Maybe. Maybe no. it's both. Right. So my story this week. I can't really hear myself, but I think it's because I got a hood up. Your volume is on full. It's because I got my hood up. Probably. Currently, I've got my hood up with my headphones over. It's embarrassing. It's very trendy. Right. It's embarrassing. So my story this week, Death to the Daleks, Mm. from season 11, serial 2, aired from the 23rd of February to the 16th of March, 1974, written by Terry Nation, directed by Michael Bryant, or Michael E. Bryant, Produced by Barry Letts, script edited by Terence Dix, and music by Carrie Blyton. Mm. It is four episodes long. Synopsis. An energy drain traps the third Doctor and Sarah Jane Smith on the planet Exelon with its hostile natives, causing the travellers to make an uneasy alliance with a marine space corps expedition and a squadron of Daleks. The key to escape for all of them lies at the heart of a powerful and mysterious lost city, but only if they can navigate a series of deadly traps. Initial thoughts? Initial thoughts of this episode, story, I really liked it. Pertwee is the action man. He's amazing. She has moves in this episode. Well, a lot of them aren't him, but Dickie back. Dicky back. Yeah, because his back the... is horrendous at the start of this. Oh, really? Apparently so. He's just a chiropractor. Well, I'd love to be Percy's chiropractor. He probably knocks seven colours of shit out of you. I really enjoyed the story. Why? The effects were pretty good. Which ones? The snake coming out of the, um, the oh, lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Um, the root. I thought the city looked great. Yeah. Um, the Daleks, so many. This is death to the Daleks, isn't it? There's so many Dalek deaths. Yeah. Um, Sarah Jane. That's a good effect. She's good. What did you think? I think it's great. It's one of those stories that I can watch and then watch it again and watch it again mm. and watch it again and mm. watch it again. I think there's a there's plenty in there. I think the plot is great. Interesting. There's a couple of bits that are a bit why is this happening? But for the most part, I think it's pretty good. And it rattles along at a nice pace. Rattles along. With some nice characters. Mm. The outline of the plot, Terry Nation's idea was a city that had taken on a life of its own and expelled its inhabitants and surprise surprise he was going to make it a jungle city a jungle planet yeah too until terence dick said no you're not doing that again right because a lot of terry nation's stories are petrified jungles like the one where you watch the glass not glass planet of the daleks planet of the daleks yeah there's a few terry nation tropes in this but you know 
it's what he does. So what? It's why you hire him. Yeah. Well, so episode one, the TARDIS begins to materialise, but is hit by a power failure. And they try all sorts of stuff. It's not a power failure, it's a bang. Well. It's a big bang. Mm. So, is Sarah Jane's reaction there real? I don't know. They try all sorts of stuff to um, get the lights back on. They get a torch that drains. Not a click, not a tick. But good old-fashioned oil sees them out. The Doctor goes for a wander and gets attacked by some staccato saxophones. You're missing the, the wind-up door. Do you want me to go back and do that again yeah. then? Yeah. No. They wind open the door. <laughs> the Doctor then goes for a wander. Why are they winding open the door? Open it. Just open it. Because there's no power. You can't open the door there's no power. No. That's a health and safety hazard, do yeah. it? It's not like New Who where you get the outside of the police box inside. Right. Which makes no sense. But but time travel does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Doctor goes for a wander and gets attacked by one of the Exelons. It's a horrible looking things, them. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. I really like them. And um, more good effects. Yeah. So uh, Sarah then goes for a wander and gets attacked by an Exelon in the TARDIS with some ugh sounds from the Exelon. That I liked when Sarah's whacking him with the uh, oh yeah, the door. Oh! thought that was nice. Oh, I, di- I didn't expect Sarah to proper whack him with the handle. She goes to town. Apparently, that was um, what do you call it? Toned down the bludgeoning to death. Right, um, it's so pretty bad. Yeah, the doctor then does some of his uh, Venusian Aikido. <laughs> He's great. Uh, it's great. Always nice to see that. Uh, we then get a really nice tension scene with the tripwire and the rock. We then get a lovely scene with the tripwire and the rock. Yeah. The Doctor then meets the humans that have come to harvest the perillium. Sarah is pissing about by the city and gets captured by the Exelons. The relief ship arrives and it's Daleks. They shout exterminate. End of episode one. Great opening. Episode three mm. has one of the worst cliffhangers. I have written that in. I've ever seen. That is the thing. Everybody says that. Every YouTube review and every podcast review, yeah. I think I've heard say, episode three has got the worst cliffhanger ever. Oh. And it's true. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any of those, but I just saw it. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I rewound it's... it because I thought, oh, did I miss something? No. We wasn't... Well, we'll get there. Okay. Episode two, uh, the Daleks are affected by the power loss, which I thought was good. Their weapons don't work. Oh, God, that weapon. I hate old who weapons for Daleks. See, all right, see, when it was Planet of the Daleks, everybody... Well, a lot of people don't like that sound effect. They think it's too musical. I like it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um... And I like this one as well. Right. This one makes you feel sick. It's sludgy. Mm. Why? I don't know. What is it? You've got a shooter and you've got a sucker. Yeah. I think uh, Moffat's got a hand in this. Must have somewhere. 
Uh, the Doctor and the humans and the Daleks make a truce and go to get, and then they go and uh, get ambushed by the Exelons. You can actually see the tracks that the Daleks are on for when they're on location. That's funny. So they're on um, the dolly tracks for cameras, you know, the little train tracks. I the train tracks. Yeah. Bastards set up. They, um, apparently Michael Bryant, the director, yeah. got as many as he could get. Uh-huh. Just hired loads of the things and sprayed them all the same colour so that you could hide them in the sand huh. for the Daleks to go on. And they were filming one of the scenes with the Daleks. You know when they walk in? I think it's just before they get ambushed by all of the um, Exelons. Mm. And they're walking along, and the Daleks, there's the three of them. I see well the arrows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just before that, when they're all walking thing. Yeah. There's no... I don't think there's any actors in the Dalek at that point. Oh, no, there is, sorry. But sorry. they were told, like, John Pertwee would push one and then walk next to it, and then the next person would push theirs and walk next to it, God so it was sake. just rolling along. But John Pertwee being John Pertwee yeah. decided to give his a bit of a bit of a shove. <laughs> and it just went catap- just flying down this track yeah. with the other Daleks coming flying after it, just smacking into each other. That's funny. Hey. So you don't have that fun with uh, Trouton, do you? No. Hey, hello, Pertwee. The Exelons then Scary. attack a Dalek who explodes. Yes. I like that. And they're all like chanting around it. Hug, 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 hug. It's great. The horrible things, though. They're great. Yeah. My mum walked in while I was watching it when, uh, well, beans would be Balil, is it? Balal. Balal. <laughs> when he started talking. What shit are you watching? Yeah, it's good, this. <laughs> I don't know what I was watching. The doc- Who is he? Balal. Who is he? He's an Exelon. We'll get to him. We'll get to Balal. The Doctor and the He's Humans... very clingy. He is. Get the, off, Sarah. The Doctor and the Humans and the Daleks are then captured and taken to the cave where Sarah is. The doctor does a bit of a keto again. Awesome. And Do you remember his fight scene? The epic fight oh, yeah, scene. That's great. What was that one again? Is it uh, the Mastermind thing or... Drember? In this story? He's, no, he used to be a Time Lord. It's in a different story. Oh, in The Three Doctors. Uh, oh, is it then? Yeah. And like for... The Little Pig Man. I think it's the end of episode two. Tra- no, Percy's like fighting the Little Pig Man. I think that's episode three Slow of motion. The Three Doctors. It's so cool. Yeah, it's great. There's a... You know, when they're out um, just before they get captured and yeah. they get ambushed and there's all of the arrows flying. Yeah. That... I th- uh, always assumed they were just arrows that were just thrown out of shot. But yeah. they actually had an archery man. I said they were going come in. quite fast. And they said, well, just, you know, we'll just throw them in. And the bloke was like, no, 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 you can't do that. You need to be at least 20 foot away and give him a good thing. So when the one that's right next to Pertwee's head, he's like, that looks behind him. No. That one, yeah. All proper, they were shot properly. None of them were thrown in. All shot properly. How? Great. Isn't How did he get the insurance for that? I've just said, I don't know, hire somebody, be all right. Didn't say anything, did they? No. Um, now, Joy Harrison playing Jill Tarrant. What are your thoughts? I don't know who that is. 
Jill. Who's Jill? The only other woman. Oh, yeah, Jill. She escaped me a bit. I didn't really notice it until she started talking to Sarah. I was like, oh, shit, there's two of them. <laughs> it's true. She's What role does she have in this? Well, she's not a soldier. No. She's a geologist. Yeah. I can't quite remember. She's like the, a civilian that's come along with the mission. Yeah. There's a little bit of dodgy acting. I've seen her, I think, in Space 1999. I'm sure I've seen her in some... Or UFO or something like that. UFO. 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 The character description originally was an Israeli girl. Right. Soldier type. Right. Not Dolly. No. But sexy, though a little butch. What? That was the original character description. An Israeli Maybe, girl, yeah. soldier type, not Dolly, but sexy, though a little butch. Do you want to read that backwards? Maybe it'll make more sense. A little butch. <laughs> yeah. I don't butch, get it. Butch, little, although sexy, but Dolly, not type, soldier, girl, Israelian. Damn it. No. She is none of those things. No, she's not. <laughs> well, she's sexy. I think. Um, she's butch, I think. I don't really know what any of this means. We then get a clip of the Daleks in their ship firing at a baby TARDIS. Hmm. Why? It's cool, isn't it? Very actiony, this, isn't it? It's like a war. Well, I would have called it war. That makes no sense that they're practicing with their new weapons on a little TARDIS. Yeah, I like the big buttons, though. I like how they fix that from Planet of the Daleks, yeah. Massive squares. Yeah. Yeah. So they've substituted the lasers for mm. machine guns. Mm. And the Dalek operators that were inside this were not happy at all because they are they're real air rifles, I'm assuming. Oh, were they loud? In that casing. Oh my god. Imagine that. Horrendous. So the gun Daleks then take out the Exelons and the Doctor and Sarah escape into a tunnel where they hear somebody playing with a synth. Goes on a bit that as well. Yeah. Goes on for a while. Uh, Isn't that the the thing on top of the mountain city thing? The beacon. Yeah. Isn't that? No, no. It's the the route making that noise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the the thing... The beacon makes a funny noise as well, doesn't it? For ages. Yeah. Um, Sarah the route. Then, yeah. What's the route? The route is, it is like a, a defense part... system of the city. Yeah, so it's kind of alive. Yeah, the effects the are alive, great. There is a one shot where you can proper see all the wires. Oh yeah, like outside you, yeah. you can see it all the time. But I love how we um, we're not there, are we? No. The route. Oh, I'll wait then. I'll wait. Sarah then gets spotted by a tiny man and the Doctor, a metal worm. Ah, oh. that's the end of episode one. Episode two. Two. Yeah. Episode three. We meet Balal. God. One of the Exelons who don't who doesn't follow the beliefs of the others and is banished underground. Yeah. Doesn't worship the city. No. But he does. We can't worship the city. I'm guessing that's the same guy who uh, does uh Wester. No. They all sound the same. It sounds nothing like Roy Skelton. I think so. Nothing like Roy Skelton. I think so. Do an impersonation of um West I can't I can't say it properly. West 
Roy Skelton says everything. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Um, They've always got the same voice, though, haven't they? Well. Little weedy little... Well. The Daleks go through the tunnels and get blown up by the root. There's a bit here that I'm not a big fan of where the Doctor goes, Oh, good shot. Oh, yes. I was trying to record that, but... The iPad won't let you like record Britbox. Do uh, so I screen record? Yeah, I thought it was great. He's in the window, isn't he? Like, yeah, oh, like, good oh, shot, palpable shot. Yeah, palpable. Yeah. <laughs> we then oh, palpable. After that, we get an amazing, I think, panoramic shot of the planet's surface with the Daleks watching over the Exelons. Is this the shot where there's a the? It's an Exelon. It's almost like sundown. Looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the doll looks like traversing across the field, the field, and the camera's like following like that. No, no, no. I was trying to record that. As, that was a yeah. well nice shot. Like you could see that. Oh, do you know what I mean? Pass me that book. Pass that book now. He's like going across like that, and the camera's there, and he like turns off like that, but the sun's in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. I love that. I love that. I love that. There's a big panoramic panoramic shot of the quarry, mm. and the Exelons are all working in the water, but you've yeah. got one of the Balau Exelons overlooking from behind. And you see the Daleks there, you see the humans, you can see the whole panoramic shot. It's I lovely. Think, I, I think I know what you mean. So that three? Yeah, episode three. Me. You have that stuck in your head now, don't you? Right, well, Britbox isn't working, so it's great. Boom. Boom, boom. But is the internet gone or something? Or what's happening? I think so. Britbox isn't loading. Mm. You going to sort it or? I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. The internet. The boom. internet is working. Huh. How queer. Oh, I really want to show you the shot. It's great. I, I, I tried to screenshot it, but it just comes up black. How very, 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 very cool. Oh, you're an ass. <laughs> Come on. There we go. No connection, limited browsing available. Oh, shit. Fuck off. Right, I'm in. Heavy up.
It's going to take a while. What is? To find it. No. Oh, yeah, I wanted to show you this one as well. Oh my god, brick box is shit. Sound effects. The cowboy. Why? So they wanted to make it a more, more a western, more like a western, western. Boom boom. I found it. I like how all the Dalek's lights have had a haircut. What do you mean? They're exactly the same ones that we saw last in Planet of the Daleks huh. that have been sprayed silver. Oh. Walking out Brit Box is crap, I right, buy. Oh, it's there, isn't it? Yeah, that that it? One. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And then I think my one's coming up. Yeah, this does look great. There yeah. it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was he went from right to uh, left, but never mind. That's the one we say. So Sarah must be very young in this. Pass. I love Pertwee. I love Pertwee. But yeah, that shot is lovely, and it, yeah. it, it does look great. Yeah, it's great. All the location stuff looks yeah. excellent. Really good. This is probably the best realised alien planet that there's Agreed. ever been in Doctor Who. Ever been? Yeah. And even the new Who? Yeah. Bollocks. I'd say this is the best location planet there's ever been. Bollocks. What beats it? Just pick any new Who episode, really. Any new Who episode beats Pretty this. Pretty No, not in it, like... In the location. But a realised alien planet. A realised alien planet, yes. It just looks like a quarry, really, isn't it? Well, it is a quarry. There you go, then. But every other location alien planet is a quarry. Yeah. I think this one looks best. Oh, of old who? 
Out of all who? No, I think this wrong. is the best alien planet we've ever had. Okay. I do. Right. Fair is fair. The route then appears, and everybody shits themselves before the Exelons start burning and a Dalek snuffs it. I like that. Uh, that's when the Dalek falls off the cliff. Yes. Yeah. And the Exelon gets set on fire in the water. And does that for 30 seconds, waves his arms around. Falls backwards. And then finally goes into yeah. war. Uh, they, they paid that stunt man well. Yeah. But we better use him. Uh, we get a lovely little bit of exposition of the Exelons visiting Earth and showing us how to build the pyramids in Peru and stuff like that. thought that was a nice little bit nugget to add in. I don't really get it. Well, it's sort of the seed was planted slightly before, wasn't it? Because the city looks a bit like a pyramid. Yeah. It's got pyramid bits. Yeah. But then... The Exelons were a civilized, uh, civilized. Oh, so Pertwee's nodding to the fact that the symbols in the city are found in Peru, and yeah. that the Ozalians must have come to Earth and helped us build the. Yeah, but then Balal ah. tells, but Balal tells the Doctor yeah. that m- millions of years ago, or however long ago, yeah. his race were like very technologically advanced and visited other planets and da 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 Shit me up that. And the Doctor then explains, oh, well, says about we, they must have come to Earth then and done the pyramids, shown us how to do it. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was lovely. The Doctor and Bilal start to make their way to the city and the Dalek patrol brings Galloway sure. and Peter. Why, to- sorry, why, uh, why is Pertwee and Bilal go to the city? To destroy the city, to bring power back. I thought the other people were doing that, the other group. What other group? The, the other soldiers. Because they eventually do it, don't they? Yeah. So Because they're unaware of that, aren't they? Right. The Doctor and Bilal go to do it. Yeah. And then... The Doctor and Bilal start to make their way into the city. Yeah. And a Dalek patrol brings Galloway and Peter to plant a bomb on the beacon. They're two separate groups. Right, okay. But they're not aware of where... where no. uh, okay. Also, yeah. the Daleks side with the human... Not really. I, I I know they don't really, but... Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. No, no. It, I was just scratching my head at the beginning. Like, no, you should all be sucked off to death, but okay. There's then a series of games to get also, into the city. Do, you, do Daleks use their suckers in all two? No. Why? Because it's a stupid idea. But they've got a sucker. It's just a hand. Right, okay. It's stupid. Okay. Uh, that's the one bit in Dalek. Yeah. But I just thought, oh, right. What are you going to do? Suck me to death. Oh. There's then a series of games to get into the city. Mm. First, there's like a finger maze thing, yep. like tracing the maze. Yeah. And then we get the worst cliffhanger. I like that. What did Pertwee say uh, the touchscreen was? Touch interfa- interface or yeah. something. Touch activated. I don't know what it was. Yeah. So he doesn't... He's a proper boomer when he touches the touchscreen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we get the worst cliffhanger ever. There's a pattern on the floor. 
I, I didn't really understand what. Well, it wasn't in... supposed to be there. I'm sure the cliffhanger is supposed to be in the next episode where the Dalek gets zapped going across the floor. Okay. Over that bit. Which would sort of be a better cliffhanger. Mm. Like a Dalek well, death. Yeah, even, well, you know, supposedly. after that, uh, when we carry on that scene in episode four, mm. you know, when Pertzby uses a coin and throws it on. Yeah. And then we see it get zapped. And the cool effect, why didn't he do that in the first place? What do you mean? Like, why doesn't he throw a coin on the trap? And I see it gets burned up. It says, shit, how are we going to get across now? Uh, do you know what I mean? It might be a oh, little bit Oh, for the better. cliffhanger? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. It's the wrong way around. Well, there's just not enough of it, is there? Because they just turn up and go, shit. And Valal needs to, like, yeah. hopscotch. What does Perch say? Have you ever played something hopscotch? Venusian hopscotch. Oh, we all know what's coming up now. <laughs> the Doctor and Valal <laughs> have a go at Venusian hopscotch. Valal uh, touches the red. Even though he's not supposed to. I know, I saw that. Is yeah, I saw that. The, right the Daleks follow and get zapped, but are okay. The Daleks notice the city repairing the damage from when the Dalek just shot the floor. Mm-hmm. Sarah goes to find the dead-eyed Jill and discuss the plan, ready, uh, the plan to be ready when the power comes back on so they can all leave. Balal gets them, then gets blinded by the light on the wall and turns on the Doctor, but the Doctor has to sort of Focus, Bilal, focus. The Doctor hypnotises him and they carry on through the now open door. The Daleks send Galloway and Peter up to the summit of the city with the two bombs to plant on the beacon. There's then a horrendously painful scene to watch when it's dark. The Doctor and Bilal are tested with the lights and the shiny bits where they're sort of hypnotised or seen to see if they go mad. Oh, in that blank room. Oh my God. But it's a God. test of their sanity. My eyes. Yeah. If you are epileptic. Don't watch that. Yeah. It's great, though. Yeah. Why does Pertwee's era have lots of things like that in there? Um, just like psychedelic things. I think it's and exactly just, what I was talking about before in um, The Three Doctors. I think it's just one fight. of those things where colour TV is a thing now. Oh, like 3D. So it's sort of always going to uh, probably, you know, 90% of the people watching it are still going to be watching in black and white. Yeah. But the colour is there, so they're going to use it a bit more, mm. you know, to its to their advantage like that. Um, The Doctor and Bilal then enter the brain of the city. And Bilal asks, how are we going to destroy it? And then nearly kicks over the globe, you know, like the glass ball thing. That's by where the brain is, where the doctor starts fiddling about. Yeah. yeah. He says, well, how are we going to destroy it? And walks over and kicks the plinth that it's on. Asshole. Come on, Bilal. Asshole. Bilal. Um, what happens? Oh, it doesn't matter. We'll talk about that at the end. When, as the doctor is working, the city starts to create antibodies. They're like mummy people. Mummy. Mummy. <laughs> Galloway and Peter are sent to the summit... And they plant the bomb. They do. They've been sent to the summit three times. I know. <laughs> uh, Peter sets the timer on one of the one of the bombs and absolutely slams it into the pillar to mm. stick on. Christ! Like I'd love that. Just right. It's ready. Dead. I'm gone. Both of them. Galloway decides to keep one bomb. Oh. Then. Brace yourselves, everybody. A Dalek commits self-destruct because he's lost the human female. 
why? He doesn't destruct, though. He just slowly Well, he just sort of has slower. a mental breakdown, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, an absolute mental breakdown. <laughs> um, why doesn't he just go and look? It's like, I have lost the human fate. I have failed. I have failed. I have failed. I think... Uh, time. Yeah, probably. There's no time. Um, dreadful. Uh, as the antibodies attack Bilal and the Doctor, the Daleks turn up and get attacked by them as the Doctor and Bilal escape the city as the Daleks follow. The Daleks order Peter and Galloway, who is very obviously hiding something under his coat now, nope. to load the Perillium onto the ship. Mm. The beacon blows up and the Daleks back off into their ship and take off. Galloway sets off the bomb and blows up the ship. Peter then looks up at the ship in the sky and says, Galloway. Oh, You missed Galloway. a bit. Galloway. What bit? What? Uh, they've changed the sacks. Yeah, from the... They're yeah. just sacks of sand. Right. Who did that? There's also a bit where, just before they're about to take up... Well, they've taken off. And they say, are we going to launch the parasite bomb onto the planet's surface? Now, the ship the explodes. Bottoms. Yeah. So surely that parasite is still going to rain down. No. It's all fine, is it? With the <laughs> yeah. It's just going to clear it all. We then get a lovely model sequence of the city melting away. Yeah, melting. Yeah. It's like bubbles. and. I think it's great. It looks it looks good. I just don't... I didn't really understand what was going on there. And it's screaming as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, poor city. Nice. People complain about the screams, but the way I think of it, I think, is that there's Exelons in there. My God. I think that's the screaming. Only... Well, the city wouldn't scream. I know the city's alive, mm. but we haven't heard the city speak. So why would we hear the city scream? Ah, so I just see it as excellence. Uh, and there you go. And the doctor says, "Now the universe is down to six hundred ninety-nine wonders. wonders." Yeah. Da da dun, Seven hundred wonders in the universe. Yeah. You'd think it'd be a lot more than that. Yeah. Pertwee knows his stuff. I'm not I'm not I'm not arguing. He does. I love Pertwee. So we were saying about Pertwee's back. So his dicky back. Michael E. Bryant, the director, had to re- uh, rearrange the shooting schedule on this one because John Pertwee's arrival was delayed by a severe attack of his chronic back pain. Oh. <sighs> I wish he went to a chiropractor. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say to you? The, the pellet guns that were in the um, Daleks yeah. were horrendously loud. Why did he need pellet guns? I don't understand. Well, because there's no power and their guns don't work. Yeah. So they switch it to pellet guns. Oh. To, I, um, I still don't understand why they need to use real pellet guns. So use the sound effect like you did before. Yeah, pass. You don't shoot anyone with Dick it, Dick Mills you? added a little extra electronic noises, but... Most of it is buried underneath the sound of the real boom. Yeah. Because even the camera flares, doesn't it, with the noise, mm. especially in the cave sequences where they're in the tunnels, mm. every shot is like lines straight across the screen. Yeah. Um. The fun fact, oh. the Dalek gun prop is yeah. changed, isn't it, when they get their pellet gun, like yeah. the gun arm changes. So after the production, the modified weapons were returned to the armorer because it is a real, a real, whatever you call it. What do you call it? 
Pelican. Um, and they later provided weapons for Star Wars. One of the Dalek guns was fitted with hilt and sights to become a futuristic blaster rifle used in a galaxy far, far away on The Empire Strikes Back. Would you like a photo of the Dalek gun featured in Star Wars? Yes, please. There it is. Wow. There's the ball. There's the arm. There's the gun. Wow. In Star Wars. Fun fact. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. So, yeah. The music. Thoughts? Um, it gets a lot of stick, this. I I don't think it deserves it. I find the placement of the music very strange. And the choice as well, which is similar to my episode. The yeah. actual choice in what music you're going to... Yeah, what kind of like tone you're going for. Yeah. Uh, but most fight scenes don't have any music. No. Which is strange. It's... Which is my initial complaint of Spearhead from Space. Is it, is it an issue with Pertwee era? Is it because he's the only Doctor who... Brawls. He brawls, isn't he? Maybe. It's... Okay. Um, I don't know. So it's Ke- it's Kerry Blyton. Mm. Enid Blyton's nephew with the London Saxophone Quartet. Carrie Blyton, this is very similar to the Revenge of the Cybermen score. You'll hear that eventually. Mm. He did the Solurians, I think. Yeah, Doctor Who and the Solurians, Death of the Daleks and Revenge of the Cybermen. Um, he's probably best known. I think you might be a little bit too young to remember this. Bananas in pajamas. A little bit too young. Do you remember bananas, bananas in pajamas? pajamas? Coming down the stairs. Coming down the stairs. Bananas. That's in well. Pajamas. That's Carrie Blyton, anyway. I love bananas in pajamas. Um, the new CGI one. Oh. Fuck you. Fuck you. Whoever did that. Fuck you. It's like when they did uh, Fireman Sam. CGI. Awful. Do you know what? I remember. My mind being blown when I found out that Fireman Sam was in English as well. Yeah, you watched it in Welsh. Yeah, Sam Tan. Sam Tan. And then when I heard it first in English, I thought, what on earth is going on here? Like, it didn't register. Mm. You know, like when a dog, when he hears a noise and it sort of cocks Mm. its head. Mm. I think the music's pretty good in this. Yeah. I do really like it. The Guiro, the... I haven't got one on me. God, I have got one, but uh, I ain't finding like it. Like the little frogs you get on holiday. Yeah, it's like a... Go with the, the, the wooden pick yeah. through its mouth. Do it, you know those? Yeah, yeah. It looks sort You're of like one. a... No. Always wanted the big ones. It, uh, Guiro looks like a like a big bean with ridged, ribbed edges. A bean? I thought yeah. it looked like a cylinder with like ridges on it. Normally they look like a sort of... Uh, like a handle. They look like um like one of the long balloons with two little knobbly bits and a hole in the middle of it. And it's ridged or ribbed all along and you scrape it. Oh. But um very popular in school for yes. no apparent reason. Right. And okay. they never get used. No. I think the music's pretty good. There's um Carrie Blyton does this thing. Oh, here we go. That I get that I find a bit annoying. Mm. That he'll write a theme. And then as the action takes place, he just transposes it up half a step. It just keeps going up and up and up. Like, there's no variation to it. It just does that. In action? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So, 
It's interesting with the saxophone stuff. It's different. I'd love to see what Dudley would have done with it. Dudders. He's not in it yet, is he? What do you mean? He's left now, isn't he? No. He comes into it, doesn't he? He's been there. He only does... It's just... um, I'm sure it's all the Michael E. Bryant ones that he doesn't do. Just doesn't like him. I'm sure they would have had a row or something. (laughs) But, um... A row. Yeah, they did. I'm sure they did. Michael E. Bryant and uh, Dudley. Let me look, see if I can find it. I don't know whether whether I've made that up, but I'm sure I've seen somewhere that Michael E. Bryant didn't get on with Dudley. Dudders. Dudders. Oh, no, that can't be true, because he did the robots of death as well, didn't he? I can't think who he was that he fell out with. Don't know. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoy this story. I think it's great. It's not one of my top ten. It probably isn't my top ten, actually. It's not top three. No. We've done two of your top top three. Yeah. But um, it's definitely great. It's got tons of rewatch value. Is it? I think so. I could watch it again now quite happily. Should we, Should we go and watch it? Should we do that? I really enjoyed this too. Yeah. And not just because it's Pertwee. No. Um, I really like the concept of living city. The effects were great. It was yep. a war. Mm-hmm. The only thing that brought it down for me, Daleks. I'm not a fan. I think I'm come to, coming to accept that now. I don't like Daleks. Daleks in New Who. And Old Who. Uh, I really don't like them in New Who, and I don't like the Cybermen in New Who. Yeah, I don't like the Cybermen in New Who. I prefer Cybermen in Old Who. I like them. Uh, it's not a fan of, of Daleks. They're very mm. one note. Uh, I think... It's by design, really. Yeah, I suppose. I know what you mean. I th- the... The Cybermen probably do it for me more than the Daleks. Yeah, same. they're a lot more interesting. There's a few Dalek stories where, well, like Planet of the Daleks, mm. I just think they're great. Daleks Master Plan, they're great. Power and Evil, they're great. Great in everything, really. It's just every time there is a Dalek in a story that I've seen, you could all, apart from like, you know, in new like Daleks and stuff like that, or. Um, Journey to Centre of the Dalek. I don't know what episode that is. Um, just replace them with anything else. Any other monster, it doesn't really matter. But yeah. Cybermen, you can't really get away with that. No. Because they're all about, you know, upgrade and stuff like that. Ugh. Upgrade. So now we are. Delete. Ugh. Anyway. For the merge. I'm going to go green. I'm going to go green. Two greens. Mm. I think it's excellent. Maybe. Right. Feedback theme. Send us your feedback. Send us your feedback. Send us your feedback. Send us your feedback. Let's hear what you got to say. Well, we'll do some feedback. But no, I think one week you should loop the theme. So it goes on twice. What's that noise? It's my Bulmers that's just covered me inside her. Not a big drinker. <laughs> right. Why, is you... <clears throat> Why are you drinking then? 
Right. We've got a bit of feedback. Right. We've got a... Go for the close radio. I thought you didn't like going up close. I'm tr- I'm not that close. I'm on the correct distance of a fist. Good fist in a way. <laughs> so the first bit of feedback is from Mr. Day. This is one of my least favourite Pertwee Dalek stories, but saying that, there's still loads to like about it. It may be heretical, but back in the day, I wasn't a fan of Sarah Jane. Shock face What emoji. does heretical mean, Harold? Uh, it means not following the, the trend. When Joe left, it felt like the end of an era, and the 12-year-old Mr. Day really didn't take to this bossy replacement in her brown trouser suits. The suits. There's two Mr. Days. Yeah, the 12-year-old one. And the... Of course, like most fans, it didn't take lo- long, lol, it didn't take long to fall under Liz Sladen's spell. But that was in the future. With the third Doctor, I felt as though the chemistry he had between Katie had disappeared. Pertwee himself, although giving it his all, feels as though he's lo- on his last legs. You know when your tongue's like stuck to your mouth? I have another sip of my cider. I'm not a big drinker. Let's get the music out of the way first. I quite like Carrie Blyton's score for the Silurians. That was one sinuous and reptilian in keeping with the story. With the Daleks, I don't think it works. At times, comes across as more comical than anything. I wonder why Dudley wasn't contracted to do this one. Now, I'm sure uh, Thingamajiggy, the director... Is it Michael Ferguson? can't remember. Yes. We've only just done it. Was it Michael Ferguson? Yeah. I want to say it was Michael Ferguson. It was. Are you sure? Right. I'm sure he fell out with Dudley, because I don't think he's on any of the Dudley stories. Or I, missed... I don't know. We'll get back to you on that one. However, I do like the atmospheric chanting in the Exelon Temple. I remember that. We... Brilliant. Hey-ho! That's quite eerie, as the brief glimpses of skeletal faces of the Exelons themselves. Anyway, this is typical Terry Nation space fluff. You've got play Typical Terry Nation space twaddle. Twaddle. You've got got plague, space corpse, Daleks, ancient civilization, and even a character called Tarrant. I wonder if the timeline-wise this ties in with the Dalek master plan, or am I taking my neurology too far? No comment. I'm sure the rather unfortunate named Perinium was mentioned in that epic. Although, I might be wrong. I think it was Beryllium in Dalek's Master Plan. Could have been, yeah. You don't know. The early scenes on the... the early scenes on Exelon and in the TARDIS are excellent, well-lit and atmospheric. One wonders why the production team didn't like the TARDIS control room like this all the time. Things do go slightly off the boil with the arrival of the aforementioned Space Corps, a group of wooden actors, plus John Ebeneri, who expl- unexplicably gets bumped off early in the story. Hey, Because that's weird, that, isn't it? Because, like, the main person you in the Space Corps... <laughs> John, bend over! Oh! <laughs> Like, the main person in the Space Corps gets killed off. Second episode, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so hot as we recorded this. I can't this. listen to you. Three years of full of water. Oh. Considering the drip Peter Hamilton survives, it's good to see the Daleks powerless for once. Although with typical Dalek ghoul, it isn't bit long before they find weaponry to replace their lasers. Or weaponry. Or weaponry. 
The effect work is pretty good, especially the city, although the scenes of it melting can't hide the fact it's made out of polystyrene. I'm less enamoured by the roots, which looks unfortunately phallic. <laughs> Luke. As it sways around the tunnels. <laughs> oh, um, the episode he's on about. Is that the one with the city? Yeah, the one that we did. The one that we've is just that the recorded. City one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it looked like. Have you ever seen the first edition of uh, the Little Mermaid VHS? No. Is that a place to go? Is it for no. phallic symbols? Yeah, right. The, the city on the on the front cover. There's a big knob in it. Right. <laughs> and oh, the mums went up in arms. I bet they changed. did. But if you go on eBay now and have a look for, if you go on there and type in "Little Mermaid Knob Edition," you'll find it. Wow, a thousand pounds. There's a little tip for everybody there. Knob. The scenes where it attacks the Dalek in the quarry are good, though. Of course, the starry of the no, the star of the story is Balal. Arnold Yarrow nails the part, and I can understand why some fans would have liked him. Like no, 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 no. And I can understand why some fans would have liked the character to have boarded the TARDIS at the end of the story. So, not bad, but not Day of the Daleks or Planet of the Daleks. It's unbearably (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. On to Hyde. Well, it looks good, and the atmosphere in the first half is gripping. Smith isn't too bad. The Ghostbusters line at the beginning will never be anything other than horrific, though. Why do they do this? It's just cringe. Do you know the word cringe? That's becoming cringe, you know. Is it? Yeah. That's cringe, isn't it? There you go, and all the kids will be like, Oh, why are you doing that, Dad? Hey, hey. The mispronunciate... That's ironic, isn't it? (laughs) The mispronunciation... Clever. Oh, he's got a quick wit. Mm-mm. The mispronunciation... No one says it like that. The mispronunciation... It's not pronoun. <laughs> Pronounce. Of, of mit- metabelius is also a bit naff. How that one got past Muppet, Lord knows. Muppet? Muppet. Ha! <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? Oh, so Too hot to laugh. The one big issue I have with Hyde is that... I know, because we're laughing at something then, aren't we? Mm-hmm. The one big issue I have with Hyde is that the supporting cast, well, well, De Grey, Scott and Jessica Rain, I'm going to go with De Grey, are so much better than Smith and whatever her name is. Oh, Clara. Both really pull it out the bag and I can really believe in their awkward relationship. St. Clara continues to be nauseating and to be honest, I wish she'd just fuck off. I wonder how Bonnie Langford feels now that she's no longer the holder of the Worst Who Companion Award. Are you just going to sit by and... I, I'm lost for work now. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot stand Miss Oswald and her moon face. Bring back Amy... Po- I'm, I'm, can I not read this? Bring back Amy Pond and her deep-fried Mars bars. Hey? You don't get that? No. What do the, a Scottish thing is a deep fried Mars bear? Oh, it's not because we have it here as well. It's a shame that the story turns into your usual timey wimey, sci-fi hokum midway through. 
I like the idea of the Doctor going backwards and forwards in time to photograph and film Callenburn House. And I really like how the TARDIS doesn't like Clara at all. Good on it. All that nonsense about Hiller being a pioneering time traveller and then the creepy monster just lurking around trying to find its mate. Nah. I wasted a wasted opportunity. I was hoping for something like the classic, The Haunting Film. I was surprised to find this wasn't written by Mark Atis. I had it in my head that this was one of his, but no. I guess Gatiss wouldn't have let the Metabelius gaff through. Oh well, two contrasting stories again. The Dalek story is almost a classic. I'm a big fan of Pertwee Dalek stories, but I do feel that they were scarier in black and white. The thing I associate with death is that we're so close to the end of my favourite era in the show's history and that hangs over the story like a veil. Hyde, not bad. It's a shame that the atmosphere from the start of the story is thrown away, but it's definitely one of the better tales of that series. So, death is 8 out of 10. Hyde is 5 out of 10. Although, 8 out of 10 for the first 25 minutes or so. Well, thanks for that bit of feedback, Mr. Day. On to Keith Say. Death to the Daleks, the first story I can remember, and it made me the fan I am. Today. Good grief. That's interesting to know, isn't it? That is interesting isn't to know. Neither the Time Nor the Space Podcast, or Time Nor Space Pod on Twitter, says, Hyde is very close to being a very good episode. I like the atmosphere, and the performances are really strong from what I recall. I didn't really care for the alien love story bit, though. Hmm. It's got an exclamation mark. I didn't really care for the alien love story bit, though. Nice. Ow. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I didn't like the love story bit. And uh, is is that in yours or mine? In yours, Hyde. Um, I like Hyde. Yeah. Well, thanks for all those bits of feedback. I think the only thing left now is for us to say what we're going to be doing next time. We have decided to do something a little bit different from now on. Are we? We are not going to pick the stories. We're going to let the randomizer pick the stories oh, yeah. for us. Yeah. If you, you would like one? to go to the randomizer.net, yeah. it has got all the Doctor Who stories, no. and you can select classic or new, and it will randomize a story for you. No. So I'm on randomizer.net. And go show settings. Oh, no, I'm not. Ra- Can you airdrop it, me? The randomizer. Not- oh, just Please just type it in. Choose a random dog to... St- Have you made this? No. Wow. So go show settings. Show settings. And on the left, it says um, classic series only, new series only. Yeah. And you want to click new series, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Shall we see what the randomizer has got in store for us? So my randomized generator has chosen a very interesting story for me. It's called In the Forest of the Night. Good grief. Do you know what what that is? Uh, Don't think so. It's Series 8, Episode 10, Peter Capaldi. And it's when London, during the night, gets overrun. With the forests. Wow. And it's all the kids from the Coal Hill School join Capaldi on an adventure like no other. 
That's, that's not a synopsis, it's me. The synopsis, one morning in every city and town in the world, the human race wakes up to face the most surprising invasion yet. Mm-hmm. Everywhere, in every land, a forest has grown overnight and taken back the earth. It doesn't take the Doctor long to discover that the final days of humanity have arrived. Wow. Well, the randomizer has chosen me. Oh. A Colin Baker. No. I love Colin. Can we get more Sylvester McCoy, please? Do you want to do a Sylvester McCoy instead? No, but oh, right. I'm just saying, like, I'm talking to the randomizer, really. Oh, right, okay. Ask it again, and we'll see what happens the week after. Okay. So, the story as chosen for us is Attack of the Cybermen. Oh, we were just talking about I know, us. yeah. So, whilst trying to fix the TARDIS's chameleon circuit... The Sixth Doctor returns to Foreman's Yard on Totter's Lane in 1985, where he meets his old enemies, the Cybermen. They have come to the future... No, they haven't. They have come (laughs) from the future to change history by sending... (laughs) By sending Halley's Comet crashing into Earth. Gustav Litton, last seen working for the Daleks, is involved in the Cybermen's plot. Is Litton working for the Cybermen? Himself or someone else? Find out next week. Find out soon. So there we go. There we are. So next week, it'll be In the Forest of the Night and Attack of the Cybermen. So if you've got any feedback or comments to send us in on those, you could do it all in the usual ways. That's over the end theme. Well, there we go. So, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you very much. And we shall see you next week. Um, let's go buy them out. Huilvaur. Bye. <laughs>you can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at who can convince or send us an email to who can convince you at gmail.com you can also send us some audio feedback either as an attachment in an email or you can visit speakpipe.com forward slash who can convince you be sure to leave us a rating and a review in your podcast platform to help people find us very loud it doesn't matter if you got on three volume or 50 the theme is always blaring yeah the bbc news app one as well is loud Dun, well, it was. Dun, dun. Let me find it. 
Sorry to all the Americans out there. The Americans. Please stop doing that. It's really annoying. Hell. <laughs> I got him. Uh, I'm going to release my... Release? I'm going to release my inner nerd here. I've got uh, the KPM All-Stars live album. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get ready, not those. Here we go. I will say... Can I just uh, point out... How it takes cocaine. Cocaine. I will say, when when you're driving away from the lights, right, you're waiting at the lights Mm. for ages, and they suddenly turn to green, and you drive off powerfully like that. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Red cake. Oh, it's powerful. Mm. Powerful. Um, Oh, he's a guzzler. He's a guzzler. It's a guzzler. 